And I just heard traffic noise, actually. Would you mind shutting the window? Oh, I can't shut the window because it's breezy. Okay, all right. Can we not say, can we not say, please, dear listener, can Pauline not have to close the window, even if there's, even if there's car noises because it's slow? All right. I mean, it's hot enough for me to be sat here with my belly out. And so, (laughs) (laughs) on that basis. Ew, you're gross. (laughs) I would do that, but I don't have the guts for it. (laughs) <laughs> this episode so is the torrent of <laughs> horrific puns from you, Mrs. Air. So I'm. Oh, quite, is it? Yeah. yeah. Apologies um, for that. But it is Laura Lex. It's a wonderful it, episode. It's great. We filmed it live in a toilet in Brighton. Yes, um, we didn't film it. We recorded it. No, we didn't. I wish we had. We might have had a decent recording of it. Um, um, so the sound quality might be a bit crap, but if the sound, but stick with it because it's worth it, and you get used to it, and you forget after a while the sound quality is very good. And it's we thought it was so worth it because the content is brilliant. The way Laura yeah. plays the game is hilarious. She's really creative with it, and she brings the tiny dog, which obviously gets points oh. from me. Yes, um, and biscuits from you, which you made especially as I so, uh, yeah, we loved it. And talking of loved it... You've just sent me a message going, we're going to be stripped across the week. We are so... going to be stripped across the week. Look out for us appearing on BBC Sounds. BBC Sounds. At some point in the future, we will let you know exactly where we, we might. You may hear us. You may not actually yeah. need to, for us to broadcast it to hear us going, Oh, ah, it's happening! <laughs> <laughs> so, you may just hear that through your window. We'll be shouting in the street. <laughs> Actually, from talking... London and Bristol to wherever yeah. you are. <laughs> um, talking of shouting in the street, people have been accosting us, haven't they? We've been accosted. They have. Like Why in the was... street, not in the street. Well, you got accosted in the street. I got accosted in the street. A man, a man rushed up to me and said, Oi, haunted vagina. It's what, it's what we all dream of. <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> what I always wanted. Anyway, my lovely neighbour, Tinks, who listened once out of loyalty and has continued to listen every week like a religious man whose religion is two middle-aged women talking about a bunch of vaginas <laughs> <laughs> and so mwah, blowing kisses and all that kind of stuff at him and he only listens to this podcast and rugby ones so i feel very honored wow wow so it's just us and hookers really Amazing, <laughs> fantastic, yeah. and um, my my darling friend Ruth Kelly, uh, who is a primary school teacher who wears dungarees into the classroom, and I love her for that. And she sent me a lovely message saying, "Oh, I was feeling really down this morning, and your podcast cheers me up every week, and that made me really oh. happy." So thank you for that. But more importantly, please could you put that <laughs> could you put that in a review? So if you're on listening on Apple Podcasts, just scroll down to the bottom of the main page for the podcast. Smash us five stars. It's not worth bothering with if you uh, just fake it a little bit if you only like us four stars. And then uh, put some kind yeah. words. And it helps some maths algorithm thing. I don't know. Oh, it's got sums in it. It's got sums yeah. in it. So four yeah. stars for the podcast and another extra star for the haunted vaginas. Yes. It's all exactly. good. There you so go. Have, have yeah. a good dessert. Here's, here's Laura, anyway. And she's yes. gorgeous. And it's just lovely. So... Yeah, have a lovely time. Didn't say enjoy. I'm just such I a know, queen. I noticed. Yeah, well done. Such restraint. Hello, I'm Pauline Eyre. And I'm Louise Lee. This is Airly Doors, and we are... Opening doors to other dimensions. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, here's how it works. We feed information about our guest into our space-time generator, this special machine called the Dominion. Dimension Matrix. Called the di- Dimension Matrix. You need to drink that. Dimension Matrix. Or Dominatrix for short. <laughs> and she creates a whole bunch of portals or doors into other dimensions. And then we let our guest peer through the doors into alternative realities. Will they be living out their wildest dreams, trapped in their childhood nightmares? Or some weird bastard mixture of the two? But Louise, who is our lucky guest today? Well, she's local to here, but she comes from Dave Mulley Way. Uh, she's an award-winning stand-up with legendary comparing skills and is a member of an elite band of comics, including Lloyd Langford. And, Lloyd Langford. And, well, me, Louise, Louise. Lee. <laughs> um, I like to call us the LL Cool J's. <laughs> <laughs> Not cool. This is not my best introduction. Uh, but her name is Laura Lex. Big round of applause. 
Hans Mackie, hello darling. This is not, this is not good news for me <laughs> because we have a podcast dog called Diggory who manages to interrupt every bloody episode we do. <laughs> so it's good to be here knowing that there's a good chance that. I, just well, I don't think Mackie will go humping the leads the way Diggory no. does every time. Wow. The only sort of it's sexual inclination I've seen from her, she did, she was sort of massive old English sheepdog lying on the floor and she climbed on his back and started humping him. Oh, yeah. And um, I just think she's got the same taste in men as I have. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, Mackie is diminutive. She's <laughs> tiny. She's yes. tiny. And, but I've, I've, I've made her something oh, as a present from Diggory, um, which is... This is the most adorable. So I've just been presented, podcast listeners, with a little adorable jam jar full of bones. Um, not like, just <laughs> the bones of my enemies. Right. The sensible person in me should put the wine down, but that feels always like the wrong thing to do, doesn't it? Becky, <laughs> what's this? It's the size of her head. <laughs> it's a bone biscuit the size of her head. She loves you have to eat it now, Mikey, otherwise it's going to look rude. No, it's fine. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's yes. very popular. Oh, that's her happy. Thank you. Mm. Oh, that's all right. Mackie, that's, that's your right. first merch. You're an influencer now. <laughs> now, much as we love the Doctor derailing, derailing the podcast, we should probably, um, you know, do it. Yeah. And <laughs> um, so, Laura, all kinds of things that come out of our dominatrix, dimension matrix, are made from the ingredients that come from your own life. But, but before we set off the dominatrix, we've got one more person that we need to put in there, um, and that's Jürgen Klopp. So could you explain why we so, need to put Jürgen Klopp in? Because he's perfect, I would imagine, <laughs> is the answer to that question. Jürgen Klopp is the man that I'm not really married to, but that I spent all of lockdown writing a book about wishing I was married to him whilst living with the man that I'm actually married to. <laughs> um, he is the German Liverpool football manager and he is a beacon of sensibleness. He's like a Mr Darcy for the modern era. <laughs> and it is the most extraordinarily wonderful book and um, my copy of it, which I was so excited to bring tonight to get signed by Laura, is in Louise's car around the corner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's fine. So, so. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, should we pop him in, in the dominatrix? Wait, have you got the dominatrix? I haven't. The, the thing is, though, if he's in there, I'm not going to accept anything that's not him. Yeah. Okay, so it's good to know what your objective is. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's good to know. He, he is, I think, in there, but um, I don't know where it is. It's a very, it's a big, heavy machine. Mm, which is going to be... Can we have some kind of noise of anticipation and Just yeah. like real life, if you see something you like, it's choose it or lose it. Wow. Okay. You can make as much noise as you want to because this is a podcast. People need to know that we have a lot more to do tonight than we did last night. <laughs> Yes, but you're not visiting, you're not doing your lovely podcast, National Treasures, 
find it where you get your podcasts, after you listen to this. Um, no, you are living in that stately home. You are the lady of the manor. Does that appeal? Yes. Is it, is it current era? I've not gone back in time or anything. I, I think it's current era. I think it's okay. current era. Current, yeah, I'm good. Okay. I'm and this stately home has a ghost. Right. Okay. It might be the future because the ghost might be somebody who's still alive. It's an alternate dimension, Pauline. That's how it works. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's how it works. Different, um, different events. Do I know who the ghost is? We're going to tell you who the ghost is. Right. Okay. okay. So at the moment, how are you feeling about this as a scenario? Pretty good because I can't imagine I killed the person who's haunting me. I'm not very biased. <laughs> um, I also don't believe in ghosts, so that makes it just a house so far. Um, right. which is helpful. And I do really like the idea of living in a stately home. So, yeah, all in all, I'm, I'm all right so far. Okay. Let's see who's haunting you. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're being hosted. Haunted by the ghost. Ghosted. That's a whole thing. <laughs> Ghosted by the haunt of a GP's receptionist. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Anyone in a GP's receptionist? I mean, how would that work though? I'm assuming the ghost then, every time it wants to haunt me, I have to press five to speak to an actual fucking person. <laughs> so, might be the easiest haunting you've ever had. Um, oh, yeah. You have to tell her all your symptoms before she'll put you through to yeah. the ghost. And they just look at you like you're probably making it up, and then you think, am I making it up? Like, that's the problem being an anxious person. You put it all off, and then you, you're like, well, it's going to fall off tomorrow if I don't get it. And then you walk in, and they sort of, I'm sure they're under a lot of stress and they're nice people, but they do look at you like, do you really need this? And you go, I think so. I'm carrying one of my legs. Can I please have some help? I can't remember what we called it. constantly is, I'm so sorry. I've run out of my medication and I need some more quite urgently, which means I can't do the requisite five days. Therefore, for God's sake, I go, it is HRT! What do you expect? Oh, um, but on, I mean, on, on the plus side, you don't believe in ghosts. That's so true, but if I believe in anybody has the ability to haunt me, <laughs> it's a GP's receptionist. Yes. Oh, and she'll be so, oh, and that eyebrow, like, I swear they starch their eyebrows to help them give you that look. Um, no, I can't do that. The, the stately home, and think of the mowing. I don't want to mow that much grass. <laughs> and the dust. And also, if it's the now times, it's not like you've got to starve them, um, you know. See, that makes me feel better. I, I, I couldn't go back and be... Lady of the Manor. No, because we do this podcast about, you know, the past and, and properties and stuff. And there's just... If you're going to live in the past times and not die at 14, there's a certain level of arsehole you have to be. Especially as a white person. Like, I'm a girl, so that helps. But, you know, you, you have to be okay about shitting on a lot of people to survive. Sometimes to be fair, it would be easier to do that if you had a ghost of a doctor's research. That's true. Or That's true. Yeah, so I could be outsource some of your shittiness <laughs> to an eyebrow woman. I mean, she'd make a wonderful matron. Also, what are the, not matron. Sure Housekeeper, Mrs. Danvers, the GP's yeah. receptionist. That could work. Yeah, but... No, I can't no, do it. I I can't do, I'm already a little bit anxious at the idea of like letting her down. So that she's not even real. I it's still just a game, babe. Okay. Yeah. No. Oh, I might be the wrong person to do this. I think, I think about things too much. Oh, okay. Right. No. So let's yeah. close that door. It's gone. <laughs> one out of eight. One down. Seven to go. Let's go. Door number two. So in this dimension, uh, you've got the kind of allotment that makes Ooh. Louise cry. <laughs> it's hey, no, just the beauty of the tending and the botching <clears throat> and the tending. It's, it's veg with companion planting, neat rows of tatty shawls because Louise wrote this and she's Scottish. <laughs> and, uh, but your next door, <laughs> your next door allotment here mm-hmm. is a nightmare. Okay. Absolutely right. They're there, and when they are, they dump their weeds on your patch, so ah. to speak. They shit in your compost, and they've left bindweed and let it run rampant. Oh, bastard. You have to have a meeting with this person. Okay. And this person 
It's, it's, it's a Zoom meeting or in real life. It's a real life a lot of side meetings. I've got to wear trousers. <laughs> and wear a mask. Mm-hmm. No, because it's an alternative dimension where there is no good. You know, okay, all right. Yeah, you know. And this nightmare person is Adam Buxton. Oh, I bet he would be a rubbish allotment here. Oh, I bet he would, but accidentally. Yeah, so it would be very <laughs> endearing. Yeah. Um, okay, all right, so there's a lot to unpack here. One, I love Adam Buxton, so that would be great. He is my favourite. Um, and maybe they'd record the Christmas episodes with Joe on the allotment. Yes. Yes. That would be good. Um, however, I think I'm just about to give up my allotment because... Even in a lockdown, I can't be asked to go. <laughs> I really wanted to get into it. I love it. And every year I had a real... Oh, she's you having my water eating. You'll have to stick with the wine. I'll keep the wine then. That's not it. Um, but, so that's a lot of effort to go to. And considering I only go to my allotment three times a year... Is is what are the chances of actually meeting Adam while he's well, there? Well, in this reality, you live up to your own expectations of your life as an allotment host. Wow, okay. So All that's right. a big thing on its own. See, if I'd taken the manor house, I could have just done this in the garden. You could have done it in the wall garden, in the kitchen garden. Yeah, that would have been easier, wouldn't it? Um, Oh, do you know, it's tempting, it's tempting, but I feel like there's better out there. Yeah. And there's nothing negative about that one, because I feel like, oh, Adam, stop shooting in the compost bin. It's very rich in nitrogen. Yes, it's not good for the vegetables. And then he'd say, oh, I'm sorry, and then we'd we'd go for a ramble, and he'd bring Rosie, and Rosie would get on really well with Mackie, so that would be good. But I feel like I can... No offence, Adam, if you're listening. <laughs> I feel like I can do better. <laughs> that is so going to be clipped. Put on Twitter. Because if that makes me turn the page of frigging Chortle. <laughs> well, that turns down opportunity. Steve, if you're listening, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely going on Twitter with me. <laughs> So are you going to choose it? Or lose I'm going to lose it. <laughs> Do we think she's doing the right thing, guys? Yeah. Okay. Right. Shut the door. It's gone. Okay. Let's uh, let's go through the next one. Every time that plays, I think it's oh. the actual. <laughs> it's my actual kitchen door. Is it? <laughs> I'm the, and the slam is my actual front door because I live in a mansion. <laughs> Which is why she lives out of London. Amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Okay. So in this universe. There is no shame. Oh, I like that. Okay. okay. Everybody just talks about their stuff all the time. There's no judgment. Not right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The bad news is, with no shame, there's not really that many jokes left. There's no laughter. Mm. There's no puncturing the shame and there's no stand-up. Is being replaced with earnest monologuing. Uh, no, I don't want this one. <laughs> <laughs> and deep chats. I don't want it. And so, if you were doing a show, as, um, like instead of laughing, people just kind of go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So basically, you're saying I, I've got to go and live in America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that. Thank you. I like I like Britain. I like being uncomfortable. But you are. One half of the best double act in the world. What monologue? And whatever, whatever stand up looks like, if there's no shame or jokes, American stand up. American stand up. You're the best in the world, and you've got a double act part. Okay. So I love how negative this this is for you. This is my nightmare. I bet they make eye contact with each other too. Okay, let's see who your double act partner is. Who's the double act partner? Getting really good at this. <laughs> she can manipulate the dominatrix. I can. <laughs> as much as I want. Oh, it's Jennifer Aniston. <gasps> oh my god, how fortuitous that Susie's in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> So those of you at home, Suze Kempner, extraordinary comedian and singer, is in the audience. And Suze and I have a very public obsession with Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> I don't know why. I just think she's our generation's Princess Diana. Like we just, we're not sure why we love her, but we just do. And she can do no wrong. She's perfect. Brad, if you're listening, take her back, yeah. mate. Do you know when they moved to London back in the day? 
I nearly dropped her a postcard because I should have come over for dinner. Like, like, yeah, that's <laughs> what I just feel like. Yeah. If you met her, you'd be mates. And yeah. in this scenario, you are. Okay. Oh, well, and the we've prize got to have... is that you is that you do deep chats. Sorry, Jen. Sorry, Jen. I love you to the ends of the earth. And if you were haunting me in a mansion, <laughs> I would have said yes. But if I she was your volunteer. I can't have sincere, like it's poetry basically, isn't it? It's going to be poetry, poetry. It's poetry, it's poetry uh, yeah. and it just makes me I'm like, oh no, <laughs> I'd be so uncomfortable. I'd be so constipated constantly. <laughs> <laughs> just a fear that somebody was going to earnestly just grab my wrist and just, are you okay? <laughs> no, I'm not okay. No, it would be no shame though. Oh, I think I'd have everybody's shame though. That's how I feel. I don't. I can't envisage that world without feeling deeply ashamed of myself. Fair dues. Fair dues. So choose it all. It's gone. No, lose it. I just love the idea. So Susan was our first ever guest on this podcast, and I think barely an episode has not has gone past when have not yet been mentioned. (laughs) We did a live one last night as well here in Brighton with Susan Murray. Who uh, also has a bit of beef with Olivia Coleman. <laughs> this is going to become a thing with podcasts that we only bring on people who hate Olivia Coleman. <laughs> For no reason, not reason at all, because she's a perfectly lovely person. But my God, we're taking a lot on Twitter. <laughs> One day she'll respond. Oh, thank you for responding. Will you come on our podcast? <laughs> well, you can tell everyone who you hate, Sue's get there. <laughs> And Murray. Let's try more relaxing just now. <laughs> okay, so we shut the door on that one. Let's go on. Door number four. So, your, your Twitter punnage, Laura, uh, your fabulous puns and your Klopp philosophy have led to you being offered a job as a football pundit. <laughs> <laughs> Not a commentator, a pundit. Can I pause the podcast here to ask? what a pundit is. Well, in this case, they want you to sit in the studio and come up with instant dad jokes and puns during every match. All right. So you don't have to be anything about football. You just have to be the one doing the terrible puns, which, admittedly, she's fucking brilliant at. <laughs> is this something you'd get a kick out of? Hang <laughs> on, this one more. Is it one of your goals, Laura? <laughs> I have to say, I didn't, I didn't write this scenario, but I would watch football with, on that basis. Yeah. Like if there was just someone not, yeah. not, not caring about the game. Yeah. I'd, I'd be in your corner. <laughs> oh, stop it. You don't have this sort of brain at all, so I'm just going to go, it's all balls. <laughs> <laughs> I asked this the other day whether you can do that, like, you know, watch it on a five-minute delay on YouTube or something, but with alternate commentary of just funny people sort of half-chatting about what's happening. Yeah. But, you know, whenever mind we don't play football very much, and whenever we watch football, we go, kick it, kick it! <laughs> and laugh our heads off for the entire 90 minutes because we think that's hilarious. <laughs> I like to sort of go, Neil, their hair looks like, you know, or whatever. You know, kind of on that stuff. We have developed it as well. If it gets to the Olympics, then we go, lift it, run! Jump! <laughs> it really makes sport better. <laughs> So, so, so something you fancy with this job you've been offered? Yeah, all right. I'm not, um, not yes. don't hate it so far. I, it's not my dream job, but... You do yeah, it for money, right? I could think about it. Yeah. Well, you've got a co-presenter, and this person is going to be the one giving all the football knowledge. And you're in none of them tiny little boxes right up high in the stands, you know. I think that's important to note. Yeah, that you're sharing a small space with this person, whoever it is. Mm. Okay. okay, so this person is going to give us free snacks. Oh, hell yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> From my license fee. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the snacks are half oranges that you get at half time. And uh, what else could be football related? I don't know. <laughs> Cheese balls. Cheese balls, yeah. <laughs> the person is. Oh, that was so definitely a machine, wasn't it? The person is. <laughs> Leaving, if I'm honest. Like, I'm sure I know he's done loads of tax stuff since, but I never bounced back from Robbie going and then the bleached hair for the, the following sort of two years while Robbie went off the rails. And I blame Gary Dancing. Sorry, I'm the dancing. Sure. 
I just, I, I can't get on board with him. He just seems to, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. He sounds yeah, like he a dad, dad, isn't he? He's like, he's like a dad yeah, like when he was 20. Mm. Not, okay, yeah, but just like a dad, not your dad. Jeez, mm. guys, can't you just have a little patience? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody put a faucet and then I don't know, wash on it. Yeah, so Garibaldi, no, football pundit, oh, John, no. He'd be a bit earnest, wouldn't he? And just all soul searching, and then, yeah. you know, giving you all this spiel about what a great guy he is, and then he's actually funneling all his money out of tax havens, isn't he? But no, he's just a bit. <sighs> ugh. <laughs> ugh. So, how are you feeling about turning down your state home now? And you're a lot Oh, next well, to see, the GP receptionist, though, that is. If she'd been in a different scenario, I think she might have even been easier to handle. But with a stately home to put a nose in the wrong direction, I just, <laughs> no. Um, I don't think I was sold enough on the punning, but I am worried that we've only got, what, three more options left. Four more. What are you four, doing? Four, four. Stop licking your bits while I'm funny, please. So, <laughs> <laughs> Holly, stop licking your bits, Because <laughs> the audience can't see. Um, uh, so, um, I'm worried that there's not many left and I'm going to get stuck with a really shit one. But, um, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't even really want to do the football puns, but I just thought maybe that one would be Klopp. What's he doing that he can't come and do this with me? I was hoping it was going to be Klopp. Yeah, that was kind of an easy decision, wouldn't it? But, um, no. I'm going to have to turn it down. I've written one book on football. That's enough football for me for my entire <laughs> life. Okay, let's... It's gone. So yeah. we're halfway through. You've done four. You've got four more to go. Oh, okay. Two right. okay. A okay. good chance that the next door will be something marvellous. Yeah. Okay. Door number five. Okay, so Laura, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Do you know? Um... Oh gosh, um, what would I want my superpower to be? Maybe, you know in The Sims, where after you've had a shower, you just jump in a circle and you're ready. I like to look good, I'm very vain, but I hate getting ready. I find <laughs> it really boring. I specifically hate drying my hair, but I have really thin, straight hair. So if I don't dry it, it just draggles. Like I look bedraggled all the time, and I'm too vain for that. Um, so I'd quite like that. That would be great. Just That'd jump in a circle and be ready. Okay. Well, so you can have that in this dimension. Okay. All right. But you don't have to be bitten by a radioactive hair dryer or <laughs> born on another planet. You just have to eat someone's bogies. Oh, oh, oh God. God. Right. Now I when we. Put this one together. We were like, eat someone's bogeys. Are we talking about just a bogey? Yeah. 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 We have deep like... philosophical conversations about this because we originally said you have to snog someone. And then we said, we can't go. Stop doing this to women. You want to do that to a man. So you have to snog someone. Please, can I snog someone? So we said, no, let's make it something that's, you know, that is not, you know, loaded and, and sexist because we'd never ask a man that. And so we yeah. just thought, tried to think of something as. So your idea of feminism is maybe a snot. <laughs> I don't think you should be a lovely snot and get me a snot instead. Yeah. I just don't think you were the style of subjects wanted. We only changed one letter. Mm. <laughs> I've broken it fundamentally. <laughs> what kind of snot? Is it like just a little sharp oh, bit? I think a little sharp bit, like ones with a little soggy tail. Oh. <laughs> what colour is it? What are we I doing? think it's just one of those little ones that you can, that, you know, the kind that might accidentally land on an exam. Okay, all right. That's not too bad. But that's just because that's what the danger is. It's not like a plate of food. Oh, yes. Oh, ew. I mean, no, that's never happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Let's see who Bogey is. <laughs> that's not my Bogey. It's. <laughs> Mackie looked up really hopefully there thinking, you can have my bogey, mommy, it's fine. Yeah. I've had several of them because you're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing in advance, but it is Piers Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, she did not lose it. <laughs> no, Liz, he can, can, no. What's, what's the problem? I don't, everybody has a problem with Piers Morgan. What's your personal problem with Piers Morgan? My personal problem with him is he was the only person, when I'm in viral with the clock stuff, he was the only person to be negative about it. And obviously, he makes a living from being negative. But I'm very thin-skinned, <laughs> so I didn't like it. Um, and I just, I don't mind when people are contradictory about things, if they thought it through. But I don't like intelligent people who who pertain to stupidity to, to, to whip up people who haven't thought it through. I think he is a very intelligent man, and the fact that he will argue a point that you think you can't have thought this through with the intelligence level you have and believe it but you are willing to do that. Like, I am a, a fraction of the sort of influence that he has online or on television and stuff, and yet I still think incredibly carefully about everything I say and do, and I'm, like, racked with remorse when I upset people. And I just don't understand the sort of people that can bulldoze through life. You know, he could have stopped 10 years ago and had enough stuff to live on, so what is pushing you to just, to just hurt other people? For no reason. This got serious. I'm very sorry about that. Um, <laughs> see, this is that alternative reality where there's no jokes to break the system. <laughs> no. Um, so that's why he annoyed me. Um, he accused me of being sexist and said if somebody wrote the sort of stuff that I'd written about a woman, then there would be a big outcry. And I sort of thought, well, no, because the whole point of my fascination with the other club is nothing to do with how he looks. It's all about behaviour. And, uh, you know, any physical descriptions were all about me. And that was the point. If you wanted to write a book about how my intellect turned you on so much, you feel up in free dudes. <laughs> <laughs> right away, right? The whole chronicle way, I'm here for it. Um, and it just, it sort of annoyed me that you think, like, you're not that stupid. You understand that. And yet, you know. You choose willfully not. Yes. And yes. you see him make that decision time and time and time again. And if it was one person being like that, fine. But then other people who are too busy to have the sort of time that that man has to put into things like this see that and on the surface you go, yeah, that is a problem, isn't it? And they are busy feeding their children and working and keeping their heads above the debt level. And and so buy it. Um, and they don't have the sort of capacity to be able to, to be broader-minded. Um, not not because they're not as good, but you know, you're just busy. You yeah. haven't nobody's got time in life to think everything through to the nth degree. But I think if you're going to speak publicly, you have to do that. And I don't believe he's very careful with his influence. I want to I want to do Oh, do you come trotting oh, back oh, in when there's a problem? What's wrong with you, little dog? <laughs> so I guess we're slamming the door on the Piers Morgan's bogey. Thank goodness it's him. Unless my Piers bogey is like a horcrux, and once I've eaten it, I own a small part of his soul and can control him. He doesn't have one. Right. <laughs> okay, then. No, he's gone. <laughs> Three doors to go. Okay. <laughs> door. Number six. Yeah, I'm feeling a bit tense. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not, I'm a very cautious person. <laughs> um, this is this is yeah. My toes are starting to worry about Yes. Maybe oh, we'd have got drunk and fallen asleep on that allotment so many times. <laughs> and then among the tomato plants. Oh, oh, that's yeah. how he ended up shitting himself. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Behind door number six, Laura, you are sitting on a sprung wooden dance floor with one other person. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Out of your bum hole comes <laughs> <laughs> the most magnificent, loudest, fruitiest fart you have ever done. The sound echoes in the room. The vibrations ripple along the floorboards. <laughs> your companion can hear and feel it and probably smell it before... <laughs> It's, it's even left you. Okay. <laughs> I'm still so worried about whether we're on a dance floor. No one's going to make me dance. No. No. That's what I can live with, but it was a dance. <laughs> the dance floor is to get the maximum vibration. Right, okay. Fart. Well, then, I don't mind too much farting. I find farts very funny. Yeah, much funnier than I should do. <laughs> Oh, I think fighting in the bath is up there on one of my like top five hobbies. Especially just after a stomach upset, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Did you make soup? 
So I'm not, I'm not too worried yet. All right, um, yeah, I'm not worried. The worst thing is I did it to my husband laugh. Because <laughs> he's in the room and so he had to shower me down. Stop it. We don't have to have this. We'll cut this bit. This person that you're with, I mean, how are they going to react? How would you react? Somebody did that and it's just the two of you. I would find it very funny. Mackie, what have you got? Why did I bring her? I used to be Maggie, what have you got, you terrible hand? Leave it. I see you skulking. <laughs> this is just like the regular podcast. I know. Oh, so Louise going, See, I thought you've been away for the weekend. You might be homesick. I'll bring some like inability to function to your podcast. <laughs> you guys have got this down now, so I'll bring the last Farting very funny. My husband thinks farting is gross, and um, it, we had one of the funniest moments ever when um, he, he doesn't like farting, and I respect that. It's his home too, so I will always leave the room to go and fart. But I have IBS, so I get to get very creative with like, reasons why I'm just wandering around the house. And we had it was must have been, must have been well over a year ago now, so we were in the old flat, and I got out and I was just sort of like coming reason I was going to stand in the hall, and I didn't realise he followed me out and came over and sort of gave me a cuddle and came in for a kiss and he was being so romantic and I didn't want to like squelch on the romance but I was just sort of like oh this kiss can't last very long or this oh it was awful I wish you found it funny I just think they're hilarious there's two appropriate reactions I think there's oh there's laughing in gay abandon and there is telling you you're the most disgusting person that's ever lived. Right? Those are the two yeah, approaches. I think there's a third, which is the reason that this one was ever written in the first place, in that this is from Louise's own life. <laughs> <laughs> and what happened in Louise's own life was that the French exchange student didn't acknowledge it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Nothing. Maybe just didn't have the words for it. No, yeah. no, we that were in France. We were in France. <laughs> 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 but to say, but, 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 oh, so you were having a I was and I, I was expecting <laughs> the correct reaction, <laughs> hilarity to ensue, or at least, oh, tell me I'm the most disgusting thing you've ever felt. You know, but react, fall off, fall over. Nothing, 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 not even blinked. Because presumably you had schoolwork to do based off that. Imagine that kid then puts in the recipes like English people finds that uh, farting is perfectly normal. Um, you could have like shaped a syllabus. I could have done. Shaped a syllabus. I mean, the farts. Yes, you know what shape it would have been. Soft round the edges. Yeah, so anyway. So the person who doesn't. It was in 1992. It was in 1992. I've never forgotten it. The person who doesn't react in any way to the spot is. I mean, it might lead to something. It might lead to, you know, it might lead to some interesting conversation and and getting to know this person better. And it might be somebody. It wouldn't. It wouldn't, that's the point, because it wasn't acknowledged, it just hung there in the room. <laughs> so hang on, what's my person doing? Your just... person is farting and waiting for the other person. You, no, you're a fart. So I farted, what's my yeah, person? Your person is. How are they reacting? They're not. They are not completely at all. ignoring it. Not a word, no revulsion, no laughter, not okay. even mentioning it at all, because obviously, my friends, the person is Jürgen Klopp. <laughs> Somebody is masquerading as Jürgen Klopp <laughs> and pretending to be him for tax fraud purposes because Jürgen Klopp would find that very funny. Yeah. He just would. would he just explain to you, Laura, how it's not appropriate to fart in front of No, because no, that would also be a reaction. Yeah. I think, yeah, he'd find it funny. I'm sure he'd laugh. I'm pretty confident that I know him better than most people on this planet. How many times have you met him in real life? Shut up, Paul. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> and the, yeah, he wouldn't laugh, and then I'd be like, oh my god, something's wrong here. And then I'd call the police and be like, listen, you won't believe me, but somebody's kidnapped you, and Club is pretending to be him. They wouldn't believe me because they'd be like, there's this book that looks like evidence for the fact that you already needed a restraining order. What are you doing in that dance room with him? And I was like, oh, we were going on. Celebrity strictly, but we were both celebrities, and it was really cool. And then they were like, "You're not a celebrity, you idiot! Um, you're not even verified on Twitter." And then I'd say, "No, I keep thinking about trying to 
do that and then imagine explaining to my dad that I want to be verified on Twitter and he would look at me very disappointedly, so I don't do it. Um, and then they'd say, why did you call again? And I'd go, it's Klopp. He's not Klopp. Why am I miming the phone? <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and no one will believe me. And then I'd have to go on like a one-woman mission, um, a bit like Killing Eve, you know, I'd be like a, a single, jogged female detective. And then I'd find Klopp in a basement somewhere and rescue him, like Mad Eye Moody in the bottom of the trunk, and then um, <laughs> I'd live in a thruple with him and his wife. <laughs> I'm slightly worried about that, but what about the person who's been impersonating And if it's for tax law purposes, is it Gary Barlow? <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> yes. Yes, and Pauline, I think it was Gary Barlow. And I've killed him now. I've killed him. I beat him to death with a copy of Sing When You're Winning. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. I'm really this. disappointed at you for killing Gary Barlow. She doesn't mind take that. Uh, <laughs> I don't mind take that, but not Gary Barlow. Take that. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so choose it or lose it. Yeah, I've got to take it. I've got to rescue him. I can't. Now that I know he's in trouble, <laughs> I can't leave him there, can I? Because that's not doing my civic duty, is it? No, you're right. <laughs> because that does explain. Actually, if he's been kidnapped, that does explain why Liverpool haven't been playing that well in the last <laughs> It's because that's not clock. Okay. Yeah, I've got to take that one. I've got to rescue him. Oh my god, so you're taking, you're going to go through I have to, six. I mean, could you walk away from the love of your life in a cellar somewhere? <laughs> I told you if I had wine. <laughs> also, it's, it's the opportunity to do the loudest, magnificent, fruitiest fart you've ever done in your life yes. as well. Which and that's going to take some beating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've outstunked a lush bath form before. Wow! <laughs> oh. I to my new master. Yeah. It's a really great farting in a bath with a lush bath because you watch all the glitter move as well. <laughs> it's not just the bubble. Ooh, it's oh. like, it's like a mermaid. Um, <laughs> that must be what mermaid farts are like, though. Yeah. Where's a mermaid's bum hole? Oh, yeah. Oh. Is it like, do they just, I used to think they did everything out there. Don't they have buns, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Like the <laughs> Well, if you think about a fish's bum hole, Yep, do it. It's under the tail, isn't it? It's behind the dorsal fin. No, it's behind the ventral fin, isn't it? It's behind the ventral fin. Fish experts, any fish experts in? Do mermaids fart? I mean, they're women, so they must. You would, you otherwise you'd get a vent. Like, their blood pressure, what is it, the air in them is going to be all over the place. They've got a swim bladder, surely they've got a swim bladder. Like a fish. Come on, where are the fish experts See, this is my question about mermaids. Why do they wear bras when tits float? <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's it's quote unquote it's modesty, isn't it? It's yeah, it's the book. It's for the picture of the book. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, should we uh should we should we so we'll, so we'll joke there for me everybody laughs. <laughs> <laughs> I went too early with the football puns. <laughs> in this terrible situation so yes I will selflessly drop everything including a fart <laughs> to rescue um, Jürgen Klopp okay how cool. exciting I've right. chosen we have a winner my friends however we do need to find out what was behind the last two doors and find out what Laura could have won so let's open door number seven can I just say that sounded like proper professional oh damn it I ruined it <laughs> so, um, I know, because I've heard you say this in public before, I don't know if you know, it's in public, it's definitely in the green room. Anyway, but you have a list of career goals and dreams that you've written out. Yeah. And I, I did it too. And it really? came true. <gasps> and then I went back and checked. And loads of them, because I wrote it just before lockdown, and... Um, and I, I day chapel knows his name is like one of his next chickens after me. <gasps> That's which was a huge goal as a guy who names his chicken after chickens after lady comedians. And I was like, I want a chicken. Anyway, I've just found out I'm getting a chicken. <laughs> and she's going to be called Louise Lay. <laughs> That's very good. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, so, um, and I went back and I checked through the list, and actually, even through lockdown, I had managed to achieve some of them because I'd written them down. So tell us a bit more about that. Yes, yeah, so one, one, one of them was really unnecessary to write in a career goals list, actually. Yes, I was quite offended when Louise read out the list to me and said, I'm so excited, because one of them was to was to was to work with more other middle-aged women. 
<laughs> and then we set up a podcast again. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Laura, I, I stole it from you, so could you just explain it to the room because it's a really good idea. Yes, yeah, so I'm not very good at perspective or maintaining perspective on my own life and I feel very insecure a lot and like comedy is quite hard to keep a sense of how you're doing because you sort of you do very well for a little bit and then you plateau for ages and then you do very well a little bit and then you plateau for ages so like I remember doing live at the Apollo in 2018 and thinking like this is it this is the beginning of all of it and then it was actually two years of no other television at all to the point where I was almost like like I don't know, I didn't look back on Apollo as being a big thing, because suddenly I was like, I did go to us, it wasn't fucking point of it, you know. And I just think that's such a miserable way to live throughout. So, I decided to make a list of everything I wanted to achieve, and everything that at any point in my life I've wanted to achieve. So things like, do a solo show at the Fringe, or, um, you know, headline comedia, which when I first moved to Brighton, I wasn't even, couldn't even get an open spot there, and all those things. And then, but when I tick them off, they stay in the list to be ticked off. So now, like, my aims are very different, but I, if I'm feeling insecure about it, I can look at that list and look at all these things that were pipe dreams at some point that now I don't even blink that I've done them. Because it's human nature, isn't it? You just get really used to what you have. And I think, like, that's really helped me look back at stuff and go, like, no, at some point, dickhead. Like, you, 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 I mean, you cried when you found out you were doing Apollo. How can you possibly be blasé about it? Like, not cool. So that list helps me do that. Right. Be so, on a game show podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just a thought. Um, <laughs> go back and add it. You can go and take it. It's been on there forever. Uh, so, what's the sort of wildest ambition on there that, that you're prepared um, to disclose to the room? Host Eurovision. <laughs> I'd love to do Graham Norton's job on Eurovision. That that's a big one. I'd love to go on. I'd love to go on the Graham Norton show. That would be another huge one. I'd love to have. You know, the next thing that, like, feasibly I could get done that is in the pipeline is I would like to have my own scripted show on television. That's the next mm. thing that I'm like, all right, there's no reason I can't do this if I put the work in and get lucky. Um, that's the next, like, reasonable one. Yeah. Okay, so in this scenario, you can check um, presenting your vision. You're presenting your official. You'd be amazing. I'd definitely do as well, you know? Yeah, but now I'm fired in front of cloth. I'm going to do So, uh, yeah, so, so uh, you're offered the job and you accept it if your co-presenter is, and again, you're stuck in a little box of your vision when you co-present. Yeah, uh, Matthew's got a mask. Oh, that's a That's a lipstick mask. <laughs> Seems to me that if this is Eurovision and the most obvious other person to, to be in Eurovision with you and star in this would be Suze Kempner. So Suze, perhaps you could draw out one of the people and read it out. Can you feel the power of the dominatrix? Oh my god, it's Danny DeVita. <gasps> oh no! Oh, I'm so mad at Gary Boyle for kidnapping the Because if he hadn't done that, I'd have been presenting bloody Eurovision with Danny DeVito. Oh, Daddy would be sorry. She's drinking. Oh man, that is gutting. I love Danny DeVito so much. I used to get teased so much at school because he was like my crush. <laughs> oh, I just love him, and I've always found it so hard to explain to people that like that's what I love a little bit about being older is that my taste in men is, is like Danny DeVito, David Jason, like these funny <laughs> men that just like they just make me laugh and like I, I find that really handsome and twinkly eyed and cute and, and as a teenager that was always just like oh what's wrong with you and it'd be like I don't know how to explain that like you know I've, I've won the lottery in so many ways in terms of being like cis straight I've had it very easy in terms of privilege but my, 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 a fancy, short, hairy, funny man. <laughs> That's all right. That's normal. Um, oh my god, I love Danny DeVito. Oh, I'm gutted now. He'd be really funny because I imagine he'd have no idea what Eurovision was. Why would he? So yeah. I'd half have to explain to him why it was what it was, and then he'd be furious but engaged. He'd give it his all. Sorry, Sorry, I'm afraid that door. If only Klopp had a home invasion alarm. 
We've got to avoid it all of that. But you don't even want from him. <laughs> Hang on, Gary's from Manchester. Manchester probably. Yes. She's sitting on the floor and her back legs are in front of her front legs because she sits like a teddy bear and her eyes are closing but she's doing that like falling asleep in the mashed potato thing because she's too scared of missing out. Oh, oh my god. Laura, <laughs> are, are you a gambler? I'm not a gambler, no. So if I were to say maybe you could just, we could swap, would you, would you prepare to gamble and think farting with the open clock <laughs> maybe I will yeah, maybe I will throw that one away because maybe what's behind door number eight might be one option to go. go. I already felt a bit sick of there only being three options to go. So there's only one now. You could take a big risk in a way that doesn't actually really matter because it's only a game. You could take it really seriously. <laughs> but if I take this risk and it's rubbish, then not only do I have a rubbish life, but Gary Barlow is managing Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> and that just feels wrong. I can't do that to the fans. <laughs> so I've got to stick with my decision. Because it's not going to be your vision with Danny to be to a game. No, it's not. So, could be better. Oh my god, I'm not built for this sort of stuff. Because I know it's a joke. (laughs) (laughs) I am just packed with like, oh god. I've got to walk home for an hour in a minute thinking about all the mistakes I made. I'm going to stick with my decision to be the hero. In my head, I'm a hero. Sorry, I didn't know that. Door number eight. The world is made of yarn. Oh, hard to walk on. Everything, yes. Everything's woolly. The trees are woolly. The grass is woolly. Hell, even the sheep are woolly. <laughs> you have knitted yourself a house, a car, a TV that you're on all the time, roughly. And you're alone, but for your final project, a magical knitting pattern which will come alive as soon as you finish the last stitch. Okay. It's a living, breathing... Oh no, because I'm bad at knitting, so this person is going to be lopsided. (laughs) I've basically made Pinocchio, but if Geppetto was a terrible carpenter. (laughs) Made of wool. She's already made of fluff. She's just basically a, a fluffy slug with legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it did a really good eyes. It tried so hard to stay. Little bead, oh. little bead eyes. A little woolly. Am I woolly too? Well, I think you may have, in the manner of Adam, as Adam started as clay, mm. and as Mackie would just start as yarn. Sorry, I thought you were talking about Adam Buxton. was like... <laughs> <laughs> Was, 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 was not the garden of Eden. No, not the garden of Eden. So I think 
I don't think you're made of wool because you can't knit if you're made of wool. You just catch on everything, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. You're 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 a solid flesh human. Okay. And but I've got a woolly dog. No, because it's a magical woolly. So Imagine it would real mucky. Would you eat woolly food? How does this work? Yeah. However so. you want. Am I picking up poo poo in woolly bags? Because that feels problematic. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like you could forage dog poo. Do you no, know what I mean? I'm okay. I'm okay with this not being a thing because Mackie is the Defen Baker to my uh, Due South guy in, my, in the detective series that's now happening that I'm actually probably going to pitch to Sky when I get home. <laughs> uh, Mackie and I are the diminutive, it's called like short legs two and four or something like that. And it's like two stumpy detectives are on the case for footballers who are sensible, handsome, heartthrob. <laughs> and then it's a, like series of episodes, but instead of being foiled by the Gary Barlow, who's in we're just foiled by our own inattention to detail. I'm <laughs> um, getting distracted. Oh no, Bucky has found a smelly thing and rolled in it. Yeah. to go home for a shower just outside the warehouse where the organ clock is tied yeah, up. Yeah, and yeah, and he's like, Oh, and I'm like, oh, that's shiny. Let's go over there. <laughs> yeah. So I'm okay with the not woolly situation. I think that's okay because I've still got real Mackie in in my detective world. Okay. Let's close the door. door. And we send you, Laura, off into that dimension through door number four, where you are going to do the most enormous part. In front of Jürgen Klopp, who may or may not be Jürgen Klopp. <laughs> and before, before you go through that door, before we send you through, where can our listener, Louise's nosy neighbour, Tina Biscuit, um, find out more about you? Uh, so I am that Stumpy and Stumpy Detective Agent. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm everywhere really I'm always on Twitter I'm at Laura Lex I have two X's in my name uh, Instagram I'm at Lex Laura and if you've listened to this and liked it please listen to my podcast uh, which is the National Treasures podcast we're also on YouTube with a series of interviews um, so like and support us there please and buy the book oh yeah. actually um, and one of my favourite views was that you can you can read it in ninety minutes, which I thought was just so <laughs> <laughs> unputdownable. Does this episode come out? Uh, that's not been scheduled. Yeah. scheduled it yet. Will it be after the twenty third of June? It will be whenever if whenever is appropriate for you to be able to plug something. Okay, so I'm not supposed to tell people this, but if this comes out after I'll do it after the twenty third, guys agree to. <laughs> do you want to know? Hear the stupidest thing that's ever happened. I have been long listed for football book of the year. <gasps> Agency, fart in the Yilton Club, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and, and then say goodbye to you and shut the door on you. And that is all we've got time for. Uh, but do follow us on the socials. We are at Airly Doors uh, on Instagram and Facebook, and on Twitter, we're Airly, and it's spelt E Y R E L E I G H. Thank you, listeners, so much for listening. Thank you, audience, for being here. <laughs> If you've enjoyed yourself, please leave us a review. Please listen to the podcast, obviously, when it comes out. Leave us a review, subscribe, tell a friend. Even better, do all three. Uh, I'm uh, off through this door to achieve the best thing on my career goals list, which is to start a cult. Uh, I'm going through this door to achieve the best thing on my career goals list, which definitely involves Louise Lee. Who wrote this? Which definitely involves Louise Lee and not Dave Bowie. <laughs> and singing backing vocals for Dave Bowie. <laughs> Thank you so much.
This podcast is brought to you by us. We did all the work. The voiceovers were by John Darvel. Well done here, May.